Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty could be the best time to come back to the game. It could even be the best time to come to the game for the first time. Many people tried this game out, never really stuck the landing, never really stayed in the ring with the game, and many disagree that CD Projekt Red should even be able to charge money for Phantom Liberty, given all of the problems that this game had, and all of the issues that went on with it, and I'm actually looking at a lot of the previews, and others are claiming that this DLC, this expansion, will make it the game that everybody was looking forward to back in 2020. Now, I've got a handful of opinions from folks who actually had hands-on with Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty at Summer Game Fest, and they are arguing that this could be the comeback moment. I previously asked in a separate video, I said, would this be the No Man's Sky moment for Cyberpunk? So I'm going to react with my own thoughts from what I'm hearing. I obviously have my own strong opinions about Cyberpunk, and I will put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video, so you don't have to go searching for it. This is a live stream, and we discuss it afterwards, so make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my videos. Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty is starting to sound like the turnaround moment that we've all been waiting for. Long-standing fans can't wait to get their hands on the first proper expansion to the game. But would-be fans or disappointed customers have continued to maintain a bit of a holding pattern, sort of waiting for the comeback kid to actually complete the redemption arc and come back. Well, according to virtually everyone who played Phantom Liberty at Summer Game Fest, that might actually be just around the corner. The game might actually turn things around. Now, some would argue that it already has turned things around. Others would say fixing problems and making sure the game is running well is not what they're looking for. I would be one of those people. I would actually like there to be quite a bit more done. So, first, I want to pull from multiple outlets and sources and their commentary. Some are claiming that this is a game changer and they're sort of rewriting the game's DNA. Second, I want to react and share my own thoughts. Is this going to convince me? Is this going to switch? me I'm feeling a little bit apprehensive given everything that we've been through with this game and I have been consistently critical even though I've been told I've not played enough I've made numerous efforts to come back to cyberpunk and give it a fair shake and it's just never really landed on me lastly I will talk about why I will be giving this another shot I'm all about redemption arcs and cyberpunk 2077 is certainly a game that in my opinion needs a redemption arc so first let's just look at what every is saying so during summer game fest days of play there were people who got hands-on impressions and they got to actually play the game let me just give you a sampling of some of the headlines that came out of that event game rant says quote cyberpunk 2077's phantom liberty dlc may make it the game everybody wanted in December of 2020. A lot of people forget that when this game launched, it was so bad it was removed from the PlayStation Store. People on PC have always defended it and have said, you know, it didn't run that bad on PC. It was mainly an old-gen console problem. It was mainly... A console problem, but many of us have said that no, it really wasn't the game that we were promised. Even if you fix the bugs and their performance issues, it just really didn't deliver. And Game Rant saying that this could be the time where we get the game that we've always wanted. Games Radar said, I played Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty and Idris Elba wasn't even the best part. There's more than meets the eye to all the changes in Phantom Liberty. Many people obviously looking forward to seeing a big name actor in the game after Keanu Reeves and hoping that that could bring some gravitas or some drama 
to the story. Screen Rant said, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty's cyberware rework is a total game changer. Phantom Liberty DLC will bring a slew of exciting cyberware changes and updates to the table, which will completely revamp gameplay. Now, Kotaku also weighed in on this, and from their hands-on, they said Phantom Liberty is what Cyberpunk 2077 could have been, what they wished it could have been. Maybe there's no saving Cyberpunk 2077, but CD Projekt Red seems keen to try. Game Informer said, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty Preview, it's good to be back. GameSpot's who we're going to be pulling from the most, because I felt like they had very good descriptions of what's actually changing in the game, and their headline was, Phantom Liberty rewrites Cyberpunk 2077's DNA. Phantom Liberty is shaping up to be a robust expansion that aims to correct a lot of Cyberpunk's missteps. Not to be outdone, Windows Central, IGN, they also weighed in, IGN saying that Phantom Liberty doubles down on what makes Cyberpunk great, and Windows Central said, for those playing Cyberpunk 2077, why you should stop right now. Essentially saying, just stop, don't be playing the game right now, wait. He said that he went hands-on with Phantom Liberty and the upcoming expansion, and this is literally, this is a literal game changer, is what he said. So, those are all really broad, like a wide array of snapshots, but but what is changing specifically? Now, some details are absolutely or some details are merely descriptive. They're saying, oh, we redid this or we redid that. Some things sound promising, but we're still dealing with, I think, sort of a lack of clarity and detail for now. Why does everybody seem to think this will be a game-changing moment? Should you come back? Should you try Cyberpunk for the very first time? Should you give it a second chance? I'm going to mostly go over GameSpot because they said this. Before our hands-on demo, Quest director Powell Sasko and Quest designer Despoigna Anataki told us that nearly every system had been changed, tweaked, or redone entirely. Every system in the game. Now, this was echoed by Skillup in his own reaction video. Now, Skillup is very apprehensive about getting hyped and excited because of all of the problems up to now. He did seem to think this would be a very big change for the game. He, he was also seemingly kind of like me, like not wanting to get his hopes up and sort of remaining skeptical. Now, GameSpot summarizes the changes as follows. Unlockable abilities in the skill tree feel more perks rather than passive stat bonuses. They feel more like perks than just these passive stat bonuses. The cybernetics are a lot more robust, offering more gameplay options, and the infamous police response system has been rebuilt from the ground up. If you've seen some of those shots, they're rather hilarious. Everything starts off by unlocking Dogtown, and after the first few missions, you will be able to come and go as you please, but it is locked to the expansion, so you can't go to this location unless you buy Phantom Liberty. So what's going on with the story? Quote, It's tough to give any firm impressions of the story based on what I played, but it seems CD Projekt Red is using this expansion to dig deeper into Johnny Silverhand's character. Now, Skillup was surprised how much Keanu Reeves was in this. He was expecting it to focus more on Idris Elba, and so he was happy to see more inclusion of Johnny Silverhand. Everybody, you know, people that like this game or people that like Keanu are glad to see him continuing to be included. Everyone that did the preview and the hands-on seem to be very impressed with Idris Elba and what he brought to the game. That's not really surprising. I think that makes perfectly good sense. But folks like myself, 
I want to know what you're doing to the core game, okay? I don't really care about the story, if it's gotten any better or worse. Those things are, you know, kind of superfluous uh, in my mind because from where I sit, I never found the story or the characters to be that interesting. Here is what GameSpot has with respect to high hopes and what this brings to the game with respect to changes. What's most impressive is how different Phantom Liberty feels compared to the vanilla experience and how these changes could breathe new life into the core experience. Nearly every system has been touched up or redone and new mechanics have been introduced such as car combat and these features are not limited to Phantom Liberty. So many are drawing this consensus that this is going to be a game changer. The entire game is going to feel different. So let's have some examples of how that's going to play out. For example, cybernetics received a complete overhaul. Now armor is tied to your cyberware rather than clothing. This means you can wear whatever you want without worrying about your overall defense and combat effectiveness. See, that is, uh, you know, a great change. You want to look cool in a game like this. You don't want your clothing to be purely stats-based. I've never liked it when games do that. Like, you're like, well, this is the best stuff. This is the strongest stuff, and you end up looking goofy, or you don't look the way that you want. Transmog helps with that, but they basically removed it and said, nope. Now you're going to have armor tied to your cyberware as opposed to being tied to your clothing. As for those who wanted to see skill trees overhauled, this actually sounds pretty encouraging. Skill trees across the board have been reworked to introduce new abilities and perks that should spice up combat. Sasco told us that they wanted to get away from the percentage-based stat buffs that populated the original skill tree and build them around unique class-based skills. That already sounds better to me. I've never really enjoyed specking out a skill tree and it's all stat bonuses, passive stat bonuses. Things that you don't necessarily see. So moving towards abilities, moving towards like class-based abilities should make combat and your decisions into combat, like specking, should make it feel more impactful. They've also had complaints about the police system, about how notoriety works. If you've seen any of those clips, they're rather hilarious. Quote, Phantom Liberty also brings with it the long-awaited revamp police and notoriety system. At launch, Cyberpunk 2077 was derided for its simplistic and unfair notoriety system. Police would spawn instantly in random locations, even if there were no police nearby. That is not the case in Phantom Liberty. So obviously those clips were hilarious, but it was one more thing that made the gameplay loop not flow and was pretty what frustrating. So how does it work now? Similarly to GTA 5, if you commit a crime, the police will investigate. If you're nearby, they will engage. If not, they will search the area. As you commit more crimes in quick succession, they will get more aggressive. And if you hit a 5-star wanted level, Max Tack, a SWAT-like special forces unit in the Cyberpunk universe, will show up. So they've reworked that. Now, the the amount of work that went into that, I don't know how pivotal that is. I don't know if that's going to be enough to convince people that felt like this game was a giant disappointment. Like, oh, hey, the police system's reworked. The skill system's reworked. So you might be asking the question, are they charging me money to fix the game? Do I got to buy this DLC, this expansion, to enjoy these changes? The answer is no, and I think this is a nice selling point a nice selling point. These features are not locked to the new area or DLC story, according to GameSpot. They are global changes that will affect the entire game from start to finish and rebalance nearly every aspect to the experience. 
This means you can come back to the game fresh when this launches and just enjoy it, right? September 26th is not that far from now. Just don't touch the game until then, all right? If it feels better, if it looks better, if it's feeling like a game that you could dump time into, buy Phantom Liberty when and if you feel like it. You do not have to buy Phantom Liberty to enjoy the uptick and the improvements. So what are my thoughts on this? Because I've always been pretty harsh on this game up to now i've always maintained that even though the game was running better on pc even though they had fixed a lot of the glaring problems cyberpunk was a pretty mediocre game in my book it wasn't the best rpg skills didn't really seem to matter and i honestly thought it was one of the worst first person shooters i had played it did not feel very good from a company of this size kind of felt like indie titles that try to make shooting games and I, I that I know that's harsh but that's where I landed on it I've been playing a lot of shooters in my day and a game of this size from a company of this quality and this caliber I thought the, the shooting just felt terrible all right coming from CD project red I expect top shelf gameplay storytelling and RPG mechanics right now I will say I am cautiously curious Does the shooting feel any better? Because if it does, that alone would bring me back. And these skill trees that are less about passives and more about abilities, okay? That sounds great. What does that do to combat? What does that do to shooting? I have no desire to come back and do a melee build, no matter how many people tell me that it is fun. I can overlook what is weaker, what I consider to be weaker voice acting and slow plotting dialogue, right? I I love Keanu, but he always sounds half asleep. Not that invigorating I don't think maybe Idris will bring some more you know drama to the screen but that doesn't really matter as much I can overlook that if the gameplay loop is good especially given the praise that the Phantom Liberty expansions already getting in the department of hey the story is better but if the game doesn't feel any better if the systems aren't improved enough I can't see spending more than an afternoon in this game to say hey Here's what they did, and here's why I'm walking away one more time. But I do want to talk about why I want to give this game one more chance. I'm actually in full support of redemption arcs, both for people and for video games. I know that's not common in 2023 to support people and video games turning things around, but I'm in full support of that. I know there's a sentiment out there that that game companies will just launch crap, and then they'll fix it later if we support these comeback stories. But I disagree. I think you can disagree with this, obviously, from an objective standpoint. Poor launches are destructive. They're risky. You stand to lose not just money, but future funding and projects and consumer confidence. Can we honestly not look at No Man's Sky and say, well, we shouldn't support that? I firmly agree that poor launches should be taken to task, but what should you do after that? Just leave the game in ruins? I want Star Wars Jedi Survivor to be fixed. I don't want to just yell at it on Twitter and then brush it aside because well, we don't want to support comeback stories or redemption arcs for video games. Just criticizing a bad launch and then throwing it in the trash bin doesn't seem like it achieves much. Fixing games and putting them back on the right path, I think, models that we should support game delays. You should allow games to delay for polish, because if it only takes six months to a year to get the game to where it ought to be with respect to quality and bugs and problems, then let them. I don't think it's going to motivate people to launch bad games. 
No Man's Sky is one of the games that I wish I had time for, especially with PSVR 2. It's a real special experience. It's clear that they have poured passion and love to get No Man's Sky to a completely different status. And honestly, CD Projekt Red, for them, I I hope they can do the same for Cyberpunk, especially for the fans of the game that have been kind of waiting for the show to start. Or the people who bought it and haven't really played it and have been waiting for the game to come to the market because it never really feel it never really felt like it did. As I said, No Man's Sky is a game that I wish I had time to play with how much they have turned it around. And I would love to say the exact same thing about Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusion on this it's clear that cyberpunk 2077 is still a game that garners attention and discussion both fans and haters of the game alike have been waiting for the same thing for the true game to arrive and if the early impressions and hands-on reviews are anything to go by it just might happen the second thing i want to say is much like skill up i remain very skeptical and apprehensive it's very easy to think they're going to do it they're finally going to deliver greatness and to get all hyped up about the game i still have lingering concerns that far too much is baked into the crust of the game for it to ever really be what they promised but if they can get it within the hemisphere of a great game even if it falls short of being a great game i'll definitely want to pick it up so here's my conclusion sadly cyberpunk will always be compared to what it could have been regardless of how great phantom liberty is i don't think they'll ever shake the shadow of their own marketing and aspirations but their commitment to the game in the community is undeniable and i would even say commendable it should be commended that they put this much time in and maybe even supported with the purchase of an expansion for now we wait to see if Phantom Liberty can do more than just put the car back on the road. The question is, can it fly high enough to make a difference? And that is the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here. It is Friday. That does mean we start a little bit later, and I want to do a featured show of my t-shirt here into the AM. We love working with them. I got so many shirts, and they're doing another big sale between June 22nd and the 25th. You can add code LONO on top of the discounts they're already doing. They're already doing like an 80% on select shirts if you want to take advantage of that do that i believe right now uh the 80 percent. i can tell you exactly specifically what shirts are falling into that category june 22nd to the 25th 80 percent off graphic tees so there are graphic tees on the site right now that have been marked off as much as 80 percent. you can go to into the slash lono or use code lono and you can throw an extra 10 percent on top so I thought this one fit perfectly for a cyberpunkian day with like the colors and you know a spaceman. So make sure you guys check that out. I appreciate the support so so much. Make sure you're smashing the like button. The second show today, we will be reacting to the Todd Howard interview that he did with Kind of Funny. Me and my man Thirty and So Gaming will be doing that. Dodevas wants to kick the day off with the membership renewal. The membership goal is there coffee in the screen dodeva says 18 months strong still rocking with you lono thank you so much dodeva appreciate that and he's gonna kick things off he's not just gonna renew his membership he says let's start the day right the first five gifted members come rolling in he breaks the seal thank you so much for doing that what do you guys think about cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty is this going to be the time to come back what do you think of the game have you played it did you walk away have you been kind of waiting for things to get better right can we please get the coffee in the frame 
Let me let me let me run the show, Drumman. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just put you in timeout because I feel like you do that a little too often. You're constantly coming in and telling me how to run the show, and you got I gotta sting you with a cattle prodder to get you to back down. DJ Steph with 11 months and it's a VIP plus. I personally think you didn't like the base game. You won't like the expansion. And DK Baker wants to jump on top and slam it home to a six. Eugene says, in my opinion, they should have launched these fundamental changes, let the base get their hands on them for a while, and then sell the DLC. I mean, in my mind, right, in my mind, I'm not necessarily certain if that would have been the right call, Eugene, because I think if you do it all at once, you almost sort of passively think of Phantom Liberty as... All of those improvements, all of those changes. A $2 tip from Vortex Nicholas. Worst release, Cyberpunk or Jedi Survivor? Uh, Cyberpunk by far, yeah. Cyberpunk was so bad they removed it from the PlayStation Store. Borbs is coming in and is going to bump us to 11 gifted members on the day. Five more gifted members. It's Friday, and that means people are feeling good and they're feeling generous. Thank you for doing that, Borbs. It goes to five new people. A lot of you guys got memberships last month as well. If you've been consistently getting a gifted membership, consider paying it forward and gift some yourself or pick up your own membership. Upgrade to Member Plus for a dollar and it'll pull you out of the gifted member pool. Uh, I don't doubt it. I loved my shoddies, but I wasn't very interested in Gorilla Arms or Mantis Blades. Oh, you guys are talking about the different builds that you can do. Now, I want to take what DJ Steph is saying because... I don't know if I'm ready to say, oh, I didn't like the base game, so I'm not going to like Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty because the changes they're making alone to skills sounds interesting to me. It's like, okay, you're moving away from passive stats and more to class abilities. Okay, what are those class abilities? What have you done to shooting? Those two things are enough to get me to come back. Def Driver wants to jump on the gifted member train and gifts one to the community. Thank you so much for doing that. And it goes to Mizzo. Did I survive your performance mode still broken? Oh, yeah. The game itself is broken. I put Jedi Survivor into quality mode, and it was still hitching and snagging like crazy. If you guys are just tuning in, I combed over a bunch of first impressions. There were people that got their hands on Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty gameplay. They got to play it. They got to get in here and check this stuff out. They got to see, you know, Idris Elba in action. And Rissick! Rissick comes in with a 50 bomb. This man is insane. He says, let's go. You guys are going to try to push for 5,000 members. Today might be the day to do it. You're within like 350, I think. You might be able to pull it off today. I told people if they did, I would get a Jar Jar Binks costume because I don't think y'all can do it. And Rissick wants to drop a bomb on chat to push the envelope. He believes that you can. My issue with, with, with Cyberpunk has always been that it just kind of feels like a mediocre game. It does. Uh, Eugene says... That's my problem. It feels like they monetize the fundamental changes they should have been making anyways. It feels like they wouldn't have done it unless they had a DLC alongside it. I mean, Eugene, it's kind of hard to fault them for that. It's kind of hard to say, I can't believe you guys made all these changes and then also made a DLC to kind of like recoup some of your cost, recoup some of what you've spent. Like, you don't have to spend a dime 
when this comes out. You can just boot up the game and you get all of the updates for free. They're totally free. You can't go to Dogtown, obviously. You can't do the story, but they're making the global updates to the game totally free. Guys, if you're excited this morning seeing this massive gifted member bomb hit, do me a favor and smash a like button. Over 500 people here. We should easily have 200 likes. Make sure you're doing that. Enjoy those gifted members. Every 25, I give five, so I already owe you guys 10 members. And Rissick just pushed you guys really, really close to that milestone. I actually can't believe I'm saying this. We now have a new record on the channel. 4722. 4,722 members. That's absolutely insane to me. Five more coming in, taking us to 67. Thank you so much, Raptor, for gifting five members. I'm talking optics. Yeah, but I don't think people share that view. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just don't think a lot of people are going to say, hey, you should have pushed out these global updates to skills and cyberware and drive. You should have done all this and then and then sold the DLC later. I just think from a marketing perspective, it makes way more sense to say, we did all this stuff in the game, we've updated all these systems, come and play a brand new story with you know another big name actor, and then charging money for it. I just think it simplifies the marketing. It, I, I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, they're trying to hype the game up. Imagine Jedi Survivor fixes all your issues six months from now, and on the same day, they sell you a DLC. Yeah, but I wouldn't complain about that at all. Do you know what I would do, Eugene? I would boot up Jedi Survivor. I would download the update. I would play for a little bit. And then I would say, oh, they fixed everything. Great. I can't wait to play that DLC. I mean, I'll be honest with you. That's what I would do. I think that's a good example because I'm a huge fan of Jedi Fallen Order. And I want a Jedi Survivor to be really good. And it's freaking, it runs like garbage. And so, you know, I'm all for it. If they did that and it doesn't cost me any money at all, I would boot up Jedi Sur- Survivor, spends no money, and see if they fixed all the problems. And if you can boot up Cyberpunk 2077 on September the 26th, spend zero dollars because you already own it like me, and you play for you know, an hour, and you're like, yeah, all these changes are fantastic, then you're well within the position to say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to buy that DLC. I'm going to, I'm going to buy Phantom Liberty on its release date. I, I actually think that's the right way to do it. Are we getting third person view? I don't think so. I don't know. Were people asking for that? I can't wait. I pre-ordered, says Kansas Cowboy. Yeah, there are big, big Cyberpunk fans. I mean, Kansas Cowboy Jr. says, I love Cyberpunk 2077. I owned it day one on my Xbox on the S, and I later bought it on my PS4 Pro. I even bought several copies for my friends and family. Why the frick did you buy this on old gen? Please tell me you're, you're memeing. It ran so bad on old gen. Is that why you're currently playing it? Thanks for the gift, it says Ray. Hope difficulties vastly increased. Does this game not have difficulty settings? I actually don't know. I've never really looked into it. Can't you just up the difficulty if you want? Or have you already done that? I actually don't know. I played Jedi Survivor on PS5 day one. Played through it twice. Performance issues aside, which is whatever reason wasn't a huge issue for me. I loved it. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about Jedi Survivor, so I'm obviously irritated that it has all the problems that it does. 
What did Jerry say? I don't know. I really don't want the trend of games not getting good until the DLC is dropped. Well, that's not what anybody is saying. See, now you're reframing it, and that's not what's been said this morning. I'm not saying that the game has been bad until September of this year. Many of the people that enjoy Cyberpunk would tell you they have made vast improvements on the game for free over the last three years. Two and, over the last two and a half years. So they spent two and a half years improving the game. Not hearing you on Discord? Give me one second. I apologize, Discord. I was uh, I was deafened. Um, action being taken. Uh, I need to email him. He hasn't seen the DM. Uh, sorry about that, Discord. I like I I don't think it's fair to say oh they're just now making the game good. Now now I, I'll be honest with you. I I tried the game out whenever they did the big next gen update. I thought that it still ran poorly. I was still getting frame stutters and jitters on my PS5. It didn't look like a next gen update. It didn't look like a next gen game. And I put it down again. But I don't think it's fair to say oh, the game's been bad for two and a half years. It's only just now going to get good when they sell the expansion. I don't think that's a fair summary at all. Even as critical as I am of this game, I don't feel like that's a fair summary. They've spent two and a half years devoting a lot of time and energy to fixing this game and putting it into a much better state. And then they're going to launch the Phantom Liberty expansion along with some significant changes as well. These aren't just improvements, it's fundamental changes to make the game more in line with what they promised. Sure, and if you're going to do that level of work, and you're going to do that level of commitment, timing it with a DLC and a big name actor, I think makes sense. I, I can't fault them for that. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not in agreement. I'm not seeing eye to eye with you on this. I think it just makes good business sense to do that. To, it, it would be, I think your criticism would be completely valid if they spent the last two and a half years not doing anything. Like, if they spent two and a half years and they didn't do anything and the game still sucked and had all these problems, sure, I'd be right there with you saying this is kind of ridiculous, but I would say they've spent the last two and a half years really winning a lot of goodwill back from the fans and really putting the thing back on the road. Like, I don't have I don't have a lot of love for this game and even I think I'm willing to say that. I've had the opposite experience of you Lono. I picked it up, thought it was pretty good and performance was fine for me, but I was on Xbox, so I don't know if your issues were platform specific. There are no platform specific issues that I'm aware of with Cyberpunk. I just got out into the open and saw frame issues. I mean, if I I don't want to play that game. I'm so tired of the passive insinuation that if I've had graphical problems, it's probably a PlayStation issue. Like, people did that with Jedi Survivor. People did that with so many games recently. I I don't even want that as a part of the conversation. If you didn't have significant performance issues, fine. I saw screen stuttering. I didn't see anything that was like Jedi Survivor. I just saw some stuttering, and I was like, I don't see graphics that should be doing that. I don't see this amazingly high, you know, fidelity next-gen game. Beyond that, if you had a good time with it, then you're sort of supporting what I've been saying, that there are plenty of people that are like, hey man, Cyberpunk's in a much better place now. They spent the last two and a half years really putting things back on the road. You know, No pun intended, how much of that was spent like fixing the car driving. I blame the execs for pushing it out too early knowing it wasn't ready. I'll buy the DLC because they stuck with it. 
when they very well could have scrapped the whole thing and uh, it deser- and deserved a redemption. Well, and I don't actually know if they could have walked away from it because I think they have plans long-term for this game. I do. I think they have plans long-term for Cyberpunk. They, uh, I think they have plans for the brand with uh, TV shows. I think they have plans for another game. Once they're done doing all their Witcher stuff, I think there's going to be another Cyberpunk game. I do. Cyberpunk plays really great now. My main issue was gunplay felt terrible and skill trees didn't feel like they did anything. They didn't feel that impactful. They've not said much about gunplay for Phantom Liberty. So I don't know if Phantom Liberty is going to like completely reinvent gunplay. Is it going to take it into like a very, you know, a much better place? I, I, I don't know. Eugene says, if your carpenter messed up your kitchen, came in and fixed it, and then tried to get you to buy a bathroom renovation, how would you feel? I mean, we keep doing these what-about-isms or these what-ifs. I, I already answered you on Jedi Survivor. I Like, a, a different... A different analogy is not going to change my opinion because I don't. I, that's that's a completely different avenue of work. Like, if 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 they fixed Jedi Survivor in November of this year and they rolled out every fix that I wanted to see, and they also said we are also selling a DLC, but I didn't have to pay a dime for all of the fixes. I already answered you. I would pick up the game. I would see if they had fixed all of the things I wanted fixed, and if it was good enough, I would buy the DLC. I've already answered that analogy, right? I'm not trying to change your opinion. Right, but a different analogy is not going to change my answer. It's not going to change my perspective. I get where you're coming from. I do. I'm not coming from that angle. I'm not. I'm, I'm coming from the angle of if you do enough fixes, if you get your game back on course... I'm, I'm willing to give you money for extra content if you do that. Again, based on the current climate, I think they put out more than enough improvements for the base game, all things considered. I think Eugene's pushback would be, yes, they've done that. However, he would say, they've never gotten the game close to the original marketing. That's his point. His point is not that they've done nothing. His point is, I'm not going to give money to a game that still to this day isn't where, isn't at the level that it was marketed. That would be his position, is you promoted a 10, you delivered a 6, you've moved it up to about an 8, it's still not a 10. I'm not saying 10 out of 10, don't think I'm saying that, right? You, you claimed you were going to be giving me something that was 10 feet tall, and it was 6 feet tall. You've moved it up to 8 feet tall. Great. It's still not what you originally marketed. Therefore, I'm unwilling to give you money. That's sort of Eugene's position. If I was arguing from his position, that's essentially what I would say. He says 100%. So that's essentially what he would say. I come from the position of... I'm a little different. I look at it and say... You didn't give me 10, but you got it to 8. That's close enough to 10 for me to enjoy it and to play it. And that might even be enough for me to spend some money. I mean, I'll use the example of Jedi Survivor. If they get Jedi Survivor to a significantly better state, and it's far more playable, but there's still little things here and there, I'd overlook those things, and I'd probably buy a DLC from them. Because I like Star Wars so much, I love Jedi Fallen Order so much, 
you got it close enough to what I wanted. I'm good with that, right? I that's that's my position. It's only eight feet, and now you want me to buy more, right? No, and I get that. I get that. I'm not trying to compel anybody. I'm not. The only thing I was pushing back against in chat was the idea that oh, now that the game is good, you want me to spend money. And I was pushing back against that. I was like, I think they've done enough to to deserve more than that description. I think they've really brought the game a long distance. So to act like, oh, it's been crap literally up until September of this year. Love the shirt today. Thank you. This is another one from Into the AM, guys. If you like this one, don't forget, they're doing a sale till the 25th. There's a bunch of their graphic tees are 80% off. You can use code LONO on top of that sale. That's humongous. That's a huge sale. So intotheam.com slash LONO or use code LONO over there. Thank you, everybody. And uh, we're still working things out with the other shirt provider. I actually got somebody to finally get back to me. I don't. I, I guess they were having trouble with their emails. I'm not sure. So we, we may be able to, I'm hoping to have that ready to go next week. I'd be more inclined to agree with Eugene if the updates were only included with the DLC. The fact that they're separate makes it fine with me. Yo, good morning, Feed. Good to see you in the chat. I brought my coffee over here. I didn't even take a drink. Wasn't saying it's not fun. Skill Up didn't like Final Fantasy 16. Oh, well, seems fun to me. I've not watched his review. I merely read his tweet. I love Ralph. I think he's one of the best content creators on YouTube. And I look up to him, honestly. Uh, and somebody compared me to him this morning, and I was like, that's high praise, because I really look up to him, and I don't agree with him at all. He's very, very heavily coming at it, from what I can tell. He's coming at it from a Final Fantasy fan bias, and I think that's fine. I think you're allowed to have a bias, and you're allowed to say, I'm disappointed, I don't think this is good. I think you're allowed to say that. I think Final Fantasy 16 is resonating with non-Final Fantasy fans as much as it is existing fans. He's coming at it as a fan, and he's like, I don't think this moved anything forward. He thinks it's a step backward. That's fine. That's fine. He's allowed to think that. He's allowed to say that. You know, he's a smart guy. He probably articulates his position quite well, and uh, I probably will watch his video and just say, I don't see things the way you see it, and that's pretty much the end of it, you know? And I guarantee you there's a lot of people that'll resonate with him because it's a long-standing franchise with a ton of of fans. Ika Gang with a seven spot. DK Baker pushes us to 68. Almost a nice, almost a nice on the member count for today. Thank you so much, DK Baker, for doing that. I'm not giving CD Projekt Red any more money, says Drewfist. They lied and knowingly released a broken and unfinished game. It's unacceptable for them to be asking for money for the DLC after what they did. And I think that's honestly a respectable position, Drewfist. I don't hold that position, but I think it's totally respectable to say, no, you guys, you guys knowingly sold a broken product on old gen. It was so bad. It was removed from the PlayStation store. No, you, 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 you don't deserve any more money from me. You guys had record breaking sales. So, you know, miss me with that. I I actually think that's that, that can be argued, I think in a very respectable way of no, I'm not, I'm not playing. I'm not paying for your freaking game. You know, I I think that that's totally fine uh, as a position. I do. I don't hold that position, but I respect it because I think it's actually intellectual. I think there's an economic impetus to hold that position. You know, I I do. I I think you're totally fine to feel that way. I'm not going to try to convince anybody to feel differently because let me tell you, 
I've tried Cyberpunk a number of times, and I think that it's a mediocre game. I think it's very mediocre at virtually every level. I think the voice acting, the writing, all mediocre. Some of the lines feel like a 13-year-old who wants to be Quentin Tarantino wrote them. I think the way the dialogue trees work is plodding, slow, and boring. I think the gunplay feels terrible. I think the world is uninteresting. That This is all just me. But I'm sitting here telling you, I'll give this game another shot. I will. I will, I will give this game another shot. It sounds like they're doing some pretty big things and some good things that'll pull me back in, right? Five spot from Brett says, "Sorry for coming across like a yesterday around the con- art conversation and the art. Uh, I'm in the art field for a living and had a visceral reaction, homie. Visceral reactions are great, right? I pushed back and I said, argue, right? I didn't push back on on what you said. It was more how you said it. it was like that's just a platitude. I still felt like we had a good conversation." The volume knob got turned up a little too loud. I was like, ah, this is getting a little too serious. I want out. But other than that, I thought it was totally fine. No need to apologize, my friend. It was way better uh, than Anthem. A 10 spot from Rissick. Rissick on his own today is just going to keep blasting through these member goals. Blasting past 75. That means I owe you guys 15 members you guys are actually in in reach of 5,000 members, which I don't even, I can't even believe I'm saying that sentence. I couldn't believe that we got to 4,000, and now you've got yourselves within reach of 5,000. We have found a, we have found a, a, a Jar Jar Bing's costume. I can't even say his name without stuttering. Uh, you are currently at 4,737. You're within about 250 members of 5,000. That's absolutely insane. We got to do the beard shave next month. I had to figure out how to do a reverse seer thing for you guys, right? And uh, also, also, not only not only do I have to do that, if you hit the 5,000, I can do the Jar Jar Binks thing. Zubair and I know how to crank the temperature sometimes, sometimes too high. Yeah, he Zubair started throwing out words, and I was like, hip, hip, hip. I, like I couldn't even read them. I was like, imagine it. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it, was, it was a little too much. It was a little too much for me. DK Bagger takes it to 79. I can have those discussions over a cup of coffee off camera. I can't do, I can't do that on cam in a stream. Though. I'm not doing this. Yo, expecting free changes to the core game that are coming is one thing. Expecting free DLC they fully developed after release that you didn't pay for is delusional. Graydon is going to set up the alley-oop at 80. Somebody can slam home a 20 bomb and just bash it home for 100. We'll see if anybody grabs the alley-oop from Graydon. I don't necessarily think anybody is... Well, somebody kind of did say that, Baba Yaga. I don't think they're saying they expect the DLC to be free. I think they're saying, I have no desire to give you more money. I went a little Reforged Radio. You totally did. A little? (laughs) A little? (laughs) I don't know if that was a little. That was full. That was higher. That was higher than we ever went on radio. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I don't think people are saying that they expect the DLC for free. I think what they're saying is, I don't have any interest in giving you any more money after what you did. Does that make sense? I, I think I think at a certain level, I think at a certain level, 
I understand somebody saying that. I, again, I don't think they're they're walking into the market and saying, absolutely not. I'm not. I'm, I, I expect this for free. I don't think that's the sentimentality. Now they might say that. They might push back on what I'm saying and say, no, I I, I do think it should be free. Well, then I would agree with the pushback that like, no, you're not really entitled to this. This is a brand new story. It's a brand new celebrity. It's a whole lot of more writing. None of this was ever promised in the base game. Like this content is totally fine to not be free. I I don't think you're, uh, I don't think you're entitled to brand new content story, you know, voice acting and everything else that went into this. Uh, Yeah, I I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't agree with the idea that Oh, this this should be, this this should be totally free here. We should we should we shouldn't have to spend anything on it. I gotta save this image. Um, and whoop 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 whoop. Hang on, I'm saving the image for unfiltered VIP. If you guys want to upgrade to VIP, make sure and do that uh, today. Every Friday, we do an unfiltered VIP stream with Creature. Uh, 30 and So Gaming always joins us if he's if he's able to and around. And it's usually just an unfiltered, off-the-cuff, behind-the-scenes talk with my producer. Everything goes into, you know, streaming and planning and what we thought of the week. Um, it's 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 been really, really fun to see you guys respond to it, right? Edge Runners was so good. Not even a huge anime fan. I got Tears of the Kingdom, Diablo 4, Starfield, Phantom Liberty. Can we not spread these games out? A little off topic. Um, Lono again predicting the future. Twitter's reportedly boiling with angry gamers who do not want to play the seasonal character again and completely do not understand what endgame in the game is. I mean, I have a, I have a planned show for Monday I think we're going to do called Diablo 4, I Tried to Tell You. <laughs> I tried to tell you. And I might even react to Riker's video about this. You, you might get a double header on Monday, and then that'll be a while before we kind of talk and discuss and, and, uh, and pick up the game again. We'll probably wait until the new season. So, yeah, that is, uh, you can look forward to that. But... On the subject of cyberpunk, I don't necessarily think there are that many people that think, oh, I should get the DLC for free. Dave Langer says, as long as the base game is getting fixed is free, then it's okay that the DLC is paid. Uh, now, if you had to me pay the, for the fixes, I would have an issue. I, yeah, that was something I made sure to drive home today, was that you do not have to pay for the base game fixes. It's totally free, right? It's totally free. The base game, you can play, you know, you can play the game on September the 26th and you can say, "Okay, let me check out the skill tree changes, the cyberware changes, the driving combat changes. I'm I'm most interested to how does the gunplay feel? What about the skills? If I rework my skill tree, is it going to completely change the way uh, that gunplay feels? Like, is it going to deliver a better experience? And that's what I'm interested. And if it does feel good, then guess what? Then you can buy Phantom Liberty and decide to go further. Are people really playing these DLCs years after release? I platinum Cyberpunk and Elden Ring, but I feel it is too late to look and look to, and took too long. I mean, yeah, the DLC for Elden Ring is going to come very late, but I don't think that's going to be a problem for Elden Ring because that game was just so beloved. I do think Cyberpunk is in a bit of a different situation. If you had to pay for those fixes, we'd be having a much different convo. Oh, my stream would have been different. It would have been 
Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, it'd be a much different stream if they were out here trying to charge money for the DLC. Uh, I'm sorry, trying to charge money for the changes. I'd have been like, are you out of your mind? Like, really? <laughs> You're going to monetize patches? Are you freaking crazy? Yeah, yeah. September's tough, man. September's tough. Spidey's October, isn't he? September is Starfield, and then October is just jam-packed full. After getting the yellow jacket, I quit again. Please give me the excuse to play Elden Ring. (laughs) Noble Beast with a $10 super chat tip. Hey, Lono, good to hear your voice. I've been busy and out of the office lately, so it's been a while. I hope all is well. Keep grinding, homie. I'm out here grinding. I'm out here grinding. We're like 250 members away from 5,000. An absolute insane milestone record for the channel. If we hit it, I don't even know what I'll do. I don't even know what I'll say. I truly don't. If the big boys show up and start dropping their their slams and their bombs, we're in, we're in trouble. I'm going to end up dressing like Jar Jar Binks. September's also Mortal Kombat. Okay. The DLC for Elden Ring could drop in 2026 and it would have zero effect on the game. People would still be all over it. I don't know if that extreme is true. I do think you'd get to a point where people would be like, huh? What? (laughs) It's been how long? I I get what you're saying, though. I think to a certain extent, yes. Waiting for an an Elden Ring DLC isn't necessarily going to hurt its reception. I do think it feels a little bit long, but I understand what they're doing. They especially right now, I think, are primarily concerned with getting Armored Core 6 out because that, I think, is their is their front burner issue. If you guys haven't hit subscribe yet this morning and you guys are enjoying the conversation, be, please be sure to hit subscribe. That way you can talk in the chat. Our second stream today will be myself and 30 and so gaming. We will be reacting to the Todd Howard interview with Kind of Funny. Uh, so make sure you're here for that as well. We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that and some of the things he's saying. Narwaffle with 13 months of membership and it's a VIP. Keep it up, Lono, for the great discussions every day. Also, VIP is worth it. Narwaffle telling you guys to consider VIP. You guys can use the upgrade command to upgrade. It's only $5 to upgrade. We're currently at 310 If you get that number to 350 then Creature and I have to play a game together. He was going to try to get you guys to scramble to 350 and we would play X Defiant today. That would be hilarious. Brown Excellence, but you guys got a long way to go little exaggeration there but y'all get my point right it was hyperbolic to establish a point like hyperbole is totally fine to employ to make a point you're just simply saying listen the the elden ring shadow of the Erd tree that that can come out next year and everybody's gonna play it and everybody's gonna download it right they're not gonna be like oh i can't believe it i'm not it's been too long because it's elden ring you know I, Cyberpunk's in a bit of a different scenario because of its launch. It, you know, Elden Ring had a few problems when it launched, but it wasn't dadgum broken. It wasn't getting removed from storefronts. I bet most won't wait that long, says Derek, but then there's people like me happily waiting uh, all this year for a next-gen update to finally hit for Fallout 4. So some people will wait a while. Yeah, and then there's those who are heartbroken because Red Dead Redemption was supposed to get at least a 60 FPS update and it didn't get it. That was pretty disappointing because they said they were working on it. Cyberpunk devs lied to us not playing the trash game. I mean, there are people that take that extreme position. 
they feel like they lied they feel like they misrepresented the product and they're like i'm not going to give them any money and you know if you already own it i would still encourage you to boot it up on september the 26th and totally for free check out all the updates and, and see how you feel maybe you'll get your money's worth out of the game maybe a, a playthrough at that time will feel better i don't know Rumsoft dlc is always huge i don't think it'll be any different Brown Excellence with five months of membership says get your VIP and join the community. Best way to stay informed and become part of the discussion. Thank you so much Brown Excellence. Nice looking t-shirt. Thank you so much Ink Sanity. This one is again from Into the AM. If you like it, you can go to intotheam.com slash Lono or just use code Lono. You guys keep asking about it so I keep, I'm just going to keep doing the promo. <laughs> Pachinski says where are the likes? There's over 500 people here. If you guys are enjoying the show, hitting that thumbs up does help the video find more folks. I'm curious how many of you guys feel this way about Cyberpunk. Do you feel that strongly that like you can't see yourself giving them money? You're like, no, I will not give them money. I- I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna support a game that you know d- d- was so bad at launch. You know, th- th- we got somebody in chat saying you know that they lied to us. I don't necessarily know if I agree with that, but I do think I do think at a ground level there is something to be said for the people out there that are like, yeah, I I don't I I can't give them any more money because the game was just so so bad at launch. Just curious how many people feel that way. Solemn says it's fine to feel that way if you will let something like that bother you so much you won't even play the game. I can understand, but I'm going to enjoy what I say is now a good game. Sounds like a waste of. Uh, Oh, potential, but often not held up. Not held up morals in most cases. I mean, I actually don't know. I actually think it's probably pretty easy for people to be consistent in this solemn because there aren't many games that launch as as poorly, as badly, like as as terribly as Cyberpunk did. Like, I don't think there's that many games that people buy and are so and are so awful, and then oh, they just they're st- and they're willing, but they're willing to overlook it, like. There aren't a whole lot of games in that category. Like, I hate to say it, but Cyberpunk's in a special category. Just totally overpromised and underdelivered. I mean, it was it it kind of took the cake from Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs was kind of the title that we always said that about. Hell Swiss with five months and it's a VIP. CD Project Ride and sold us a broken game, not buying the DLC. Logs on to Diablo 4, Destiny 2, Call of Duty. Right, see, and I and I kind of know where people are going with that, and I actually don't think there's any hypocrisy there, no. Because Diablo 4, Destiny 2, and any of the recent Call of Duties were nowhere near as bad as Cyberpunk. Number one, Diablo 4 did not deliver a product that was woefully beneath what was promised, and it certainly wasn't broken. Was it not ready? Sure, and I argued that, and I'm going to probably argue that on Monday. It clearly wasn't ready. But it wasn't broken. It wasn't so bad that it got removed from stores. And it certainly isn't so far below what they promised. Now, Anthem's not even at Cyberpunk's level. It isn't. Like, it just isn't. I think Cyberpunk's in a special category. I don't think Destiny 2. I don't think Call of Duty. I don't think any of those games launched so woefully beneath what was promised. And were so broken that people got refunds and they removed it from a store. That is unprecedented to a certain degree. How about Redfall? No, I think Redfall was as crappy as it looked even when we saw a stupid montage on Twitter. 
I think Redfall looked like crap as soon as they started showing us gameplay. And those of us that tried to draw attention to it just got called haters. But anybody with eyeballs could tell that Redfall was going to be a pile of garbage. And at least they told us about 60 FPS before it came out. It's not like they waited until it was in your hands to tell you. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that Redfall's not in the category of terrible game launches along with Anthem and Watch Dogs and Cyberpunk. But I'm, I'm here to tell you Cyberpunk's in its own category. Randall with three months of memberships. Thanks for all the great content, dude. Hope the new DLC brings the game uh, a great game to life. Kelswiss says that's fair. Mostly just poking fun at things. No deep insight taken from my comment. Right, but Kelswiss, I could tell that's what Solemn was starting to kind of grind at was I he it sounded like he was essentially saying you can't be consistent in that. Like most people aren't consistent in that. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Cyberpunk's in a very, very unique situation with just how far below the line it fell. You know? I didn't care about any of the marketing around Cyberpunk, nor did I take it to heart. And when I played the game, I enjoyed it and thought it was pretty good now, uh, which was echoed by others. So I didn't need to put my money where my mouth was. Yeah, I, I think... With all, I mean, with all due respect, hand-waving the marketing is, I, I think, a weird position to take. It, 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 I just think that's weird. I, to say, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't pay attention to the marketing. What? That doesn't make any sense to me. So you just get to hand-wave how bad the game is in comparison to what they marketed because you didn't pay attention to the marketing? Like, I don't know. They may be consistent on Cyberpunk, but almost never on everything across the board. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here, here's the thing, though. How many games fall that low below their marketing? That's what I'm trying to say here. Cyberpunk's in a special category. Like, it fell so far below what was promised. I don't know if I've played a game that it did, that, did that, that, that has ever fallen this low. Preacher says, Could you make a case that CD Projekt Red has a history of this behavior? Is this fair judgment? I don't know. People tried to claim that with The Witcher, but I felt like those glitches were so minor in comparison. Cyberpunk was like unplayable on old gen. The footage was terrible. It's a meme. Like you it's like it's like you can't even play it on old gen. I don't know how anybody could defend that. Like it literally looked like a joke. It looked like somebody was messing around. You have to take into consideration how many of those 13 million plus sold copy consumers watch any or of all the marketing. I doubt the majority, so I'd say most people don't know what they're promised or didn't. Yeah, but that doesn't legitimize that doesn't legitimize the position. People try to say the same thing about the Xbox Series S. They try to claim, well, most people that bought the Series S didn't see the marketing. That that is completely irrelevant. That doesn't matter. You promised X and you delivered a twisted up G. Like, you promised X and what I got is this weird distorted letter L. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but this isn't what you promised me. Well, I don't think it's that big of a deal because I didn't pay much attention to the marketing and a lot of people didn't pay attention to the marketing. Like, you can't hand wave the promises of the Series S and you can't hand wave the marketing of Cyberpunk just because you think, well, a lot of people didn't pay attention to it. I, I don't think that's... That's, there's no argument there. That's just a hand wave. Uh, uh, what? They, 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 we, we don't hold them to that? We don't get to hold them to the marketing? 
I'm suggesting they do not have a history of this behavior. They effed up and hard and they were wrong. But should they be dead because of it, even if they correct it? That's been kind of my point is the reason I'm in support of the redemption arc is number one, it's CD Projekt Red. Like I, I think that they've they've got the stones to, to take Cyberpunk beyond this game. I think the next iteration, the next title will probably be amazing. I don't think they're walking away from the property. I think it's good that they own the property. You know, Cyberpunkian games are gonna become more normative, I would think more common in the next ten years. And they're sitting here holding a great piece of property that whether you want to admit it or not, it's super recognizable. You got Keanu, you got Idris Elba, you got recognizable dudes in the game. And, and everybody knows your name, whether it's for good or bad reasons, right? So you come up with another game in the future and it's amazing. Well, that's, that's, that's a strong piece of property. Lono, why'd you show me that Series S video? Doc, my man, I, listen, listen. When I was researching that monologue, I didn't know that video existed. I always insisted and told people it was a 4K box versus a 1440 box. I kept telling people that, and I kept getting told I was wrong. I kept getting told, they didn't really say that. They said up to. They said up to. So I go on my fact-finding, and I find this Eurogamer article, this interview from November of 2020, and it's got this embedded video. And I start watching, I'm like, what the f- Huh? I was like, did he say native? Native? <laughs> I was like, native 4K? You're making my voice go high. Like, huh? So I go to the video, and it's set to private. It's set to private. So I go to Wayback Machine, and I'm like, this is an official Xbox video. They set this thing to private with over, with half a million views? No wonder they set it to private. It's just full of lies. Uh, yeah, I hate to do that to you. I hated it happening to me because I bought the Series X first and I remembered all the promotion about it. I was like, this thing's going to be amazing. This thing's going to be a computer for my living room. And it's not. <laughs> it's a it's the biggest Game Pass catalyst in existence. Big giant piece of plastic to get me onto Game Pass. I've been bitter ever since I saw that video. It just keeps replaying in my head. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Listen, a lot of people think I'm a pony. I'm actually further along the transformation than you are. I was. I'm an. I'm like a bitter Xbox fan. It's. It's. I'm not a pony. I'm a bitter Xbox fan. Like, man, where's all the greatness? Where is it all? Falsetto Lono is the best. Yeah. The analogy doesn't work because I didn't say they didn't lie in the marketing. My point was the game is so good now, I think it's still worth playing anyway, especially after the DLC. No, no, no. That's a different argument, though, Solemn. I feel like now you're on a different set of train tracks, right? If your conviction is not uh, not to do so, is that strong? I'm not telling you to change it. Right. I feel like you're on different train tracks, though. There's a set of train tracks where... I will argue alongside of you and say they have done enough to this game to sell an expansion. I think they've done enough to improve Cyberpunk. I think they've done right by the community. They fixed all the core issues. They couldn't rebuild the game from scratch and deliver what they showed to you, you know, nine years ago or wherever, you know, whenever the marketing was insane. Okay, they can't do that. I've readily accepted that. I wasn't accepting you being like, well, I didn't pay any attention to the marketing, and neither did a lot of other people. Like, I don't think that's a that that's an excuse for. I don't think that that that, that hand waves away people feeling like they were lied to. 
Doc says, exactly, a computer for my living room. That's good. I'm taking that. Take it, brother. Take it. I appreciate the shouts out, uh, the shout-outs in the video, Doc. You know I love you. I appreciated it. You shouted me out again this morning uh, in your video. I, pretty much every day I open my phone, your, your dumb face is staring at me. <laughs> You're always the first video I see. <laughs> and I click on it, and I listen to it at 1.75, because you, you take too long to talk, and then I give you a thumbs up. So I'm definitely helping your vids out. But I appreciate the shout-outs. I do. Got to get you back on the show soon. Today, uh, 30 and I, 30 and So Gaming and I, are going to react to the Todd Howard kind of funny interview. <clears throat> Eugene says, you started with calling people hypocrites. Yeah, like, Solemn didn't come out and necessarily say hypocrites, but it did kind of sound like you were saying... People can't be consistent. They can't maintain that morality. And I'm like, I think they can maintain that morality because there's almost no games in the market that launched as bad as Cyberpunk. That was why I pushed back. Like, you started saying, oh, I didn't pay attention to the marketing. A lot of people didn't pay attention to the marketing. No, 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 no. No, that had nothing to do with what I was saying. What I was arguing against was the idea that, well, people won't be consistent. Brother, it's really easy to be consistent with Cyberpunk if you're like, I'm not going to give them any of my money because the game launched so poorly. There's almost no games that launch as poorly as Cyberpunk. Right? I don't know. What do you use for your thumbnails as they always look great? Uh, Creature, my producer, he created the like Chevron Arrow thumbnail template and then I just make them in Photoshop. I drag in an image... And I, a logo, and I mess with the text. That's pretty much it. All right, Lone, I gotta get back to work. Keep in the background. Thank you, Doc. You the man. Guys, as always, Doc Dark is a friend of the show. Check out his check out his content. Where you know it's good to have friends that are on the Xbox side of things. It's good to have friends that are on the Sony side of things. And then obviously we're friends with. Oh no, it's Alex as well. The, the, the PC sli- thigh slapper. So guys, make sure and support friends of the show. About a 4K TV in the lead up to the current gen was so excited to play 4K 60 but couldn't get a console. Finally found one, but it was already clear what they that they under that they underpromised. Overpromise is what you meant to say. Maybe next gen. Uh, I waited for them to fix the game. 16 times deal. Uh, of the main entries in failed launch categories, says Derek Halo, Anthem, Cyberpunk 77, No Man's Sky, Redfall. The two I'm tempted to buy are just No Man's Sky and Cyberpunk. Those are two that I feel I could enjoy playing. No Man's Sky has essentially become No Man's Sky 2. It's a, it's almost a sequel to itself. That's how much they've put into the game. If you look at the base game of No Man's Sky and the game now, it's like comparing a Volkswagen Beetle to a tour bus. It's not even the same. It's not the same car, vehicle, it's not the same size, like it's not it's there it's a it's a completely different game. It's insane. It's it's absolutely crazy how much they have put into No Man's Sky. It's one of the best games that I can't play. I don't have time. I would love to play that game on the regular. I would love to grind the expeditions. I'd love to play it PSVR 2. That that game is is unbelievable at this point. I can't believe how much they've jammed into it. It's absolutely stellar. Like I think the most remarkable thing to me about No Man's Sky is it went from being a joke and a meme to being a game that people are comparing Starfield to. Like, think about the comeback story 
that No Man's Sky stands so tall in the industry now that it's that Bethesda's ambitious Starfield is compared to it. I think some of those comparisons are unfair. I think Starfield's setting out to be a very different game. But I think that's a hat tip and a feather in the cap of Hello Games to be like, you've brought this game so far, you're now seen as the quintessential space exploration game. You're the game. Nobody's saying Star Citizen, right? Nobody's saying Elite Dangerous. They're all saying No Man's Sky. Sean Murray and like eight people are standing tall in the industry. And I think that's a commendable story. I think it's very commendable what they've accomplished. Pretty sure Cyberpunk is on Game Pass. I'd say at the very least, if you don't give them any money, you aren't 100% against playing the game either way. Give them, oh, If you're not against playing the game either way, play it on, uh, give it a chance. Yeah, I actually agree with what Solemn is saying. If you own the game, or you can play Cyberpunk by borrowing it from a friend, or playing it on Game Pass... When September the 26th hits, I would say try it out. I am. I want to see if they've changed the base game. I want to see skill tree impact, guns. How do the guns feel? How does movement feel? How does the world feel, right? I like my man Idris Elba. I'm glad to see him in a game. I think that's awesome. So, you know, I'm I'm interested to see, you know, how the game feels if they've brought it forward enough to, to grant buying Phantom Liberty. That'll be my goal when it comes out. My goal will not to be to review Phantom Liberty. My goal will be to review Cyberpunk and tell you, thumbs up, thumbs down, is this game at a state where you can give them money? That'll be my goal, is to, is to try to give you an idea of how's the foundation. Because I think the foundation matters a whole lot more than the, the second floor guest room that they're trying to build here. Like, if you can't get the foundation fixed, then I, I'm not going to come stay in your game for very long. I th- and I think that's totally fair. Have you tried Cyberpunk on mouse and keyboard? No, I don't really like playing mouse and keyboard. I just prefer console. I prefer controller. I, I, that's just me. I've just kind of come to that casual level. Like, I'm just dad gamer, and I think that's fine. I mean, people want to take swings and shots. Guys, can we get 300 likes on this video? We're super, super close. People want to take swings and shots to be like, you know, at dad gamers. And I'm like, why would I care that you think that? Like, I I don't, (laughs) I I don't know. It's so hard not to flex on like, you know, lonely incels, but it's like, come on. Yeah. Like, is that really an insult? Dad gamer? It's like, sorry that I have a life outside of this. That makes it hard to take it serious and sweat and do this or that. Like I just have fully embraced casual gaming. It's like playing on my couch with a controller, baby. That's what I like pour myself a little bourbon and then I'm good to go I got a nice evening on the couch relaxing I'm not trying to like sit at a desk mouse and keyboard and sweat and and tweak this setting and tweak that setting and overclock this I don't care about any of that crap brother I just want to sit in my living room and play a game you know I don't care about any of that so mouse and keyboard I'll play it if I have to I'll play mouse and keyboard if I have to I just prefer not I just prefer not. It's just so it's just so simple to not have to do any of that stuff, you know. You're better comparing SC to SF. I'm not sure what you're saying. Hey, I'm a proud dad gamer, 41, love my PS5. I don't have the dollars and time to mess with PC. Typical dad gamer, don't care what other people think. Me as well. 
yeah, I just, I don't know. You just get to an age where you're like, okay. <laughs> like the way people try to insult me on the internet, I'm like, all right, I don't, what? I don't, first, I probably, I don't even know what that means. Secondly, I, I just don't care. Like, <laughs> who cares? Oh, goodness gracious. I just, I don't know. I wish I would have played some Final Fantasy 16 last night, though. I've been thinking about it. We've been working our way through strange new worlds, and my I was just I was just kind of in the mood for a TV show. I kind of I kind of like fried my brain a little bit. Doing a talk show and doing gameplay is pretty taxing. That's a long time to be live, so I was just wanting to kind of veg out. Tonight we're going to do a members only stream, and the X Defiant beta goes until like two in the morning. So we'll hang out and talk with you guys for a couple of hours. Remember, it's no longer game night with Madam; it's now Friday night with Madam. So we'll hang out, we'll talk. We had a blast last week. I was dying laughing. Doc Dark stopped by, and my wife was inadvertently and accidentally burning Halo to the ground, and it was fantastic. So make sure and go back and watch that one if you missed it. Tonight, at the very end of the stream, we'll play some X Defiant. We'll see if she can get some kills. We'll see if I can get some kills. It'll be hilarious, because by then, I'll be a few drinks in and be terrible. So, it'll be a fun night. Make sure you're here tonight for that. Um, and, and the second show that we'll be doing starting in about 10 minutes here will be myself and 30 and still gaming reacting to the kind of funny Todd Howard interview. Uh, we'll be doing that, uh, today for you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy that. I've enjoyed this discussion this morning. We like to pick topics like this for Friday morning. The Friday morning talk show is a little bit shorter and I knew there wasn't very, uh, there wasn't a lot of distance with this topic. There wasn't, we weren't going to be able to go the distance with this topic because it's not out yet, right? There's not enough to discuss. So it's always good to have a show like this for Friday where it can be a little bit shorter, a little bit more of my opinion, and just a lot of back and forth. So it's been a good conversation today. A little bit of a recap if you're just now getting here. Basically, there were hands-on impressions of Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty gameplay at Summer Game Fest. And the people are basically saying... That this could be the game-changing moment. This could be the turnaround moment for Cyberpunk. And so I walked through their feedback. I looked at what they're changing with the cyberware, with the with the skill points, um, and with the general just feel of the game, car combat, everything. And I'm basically asking, is it a completely new game? Is it time to come back to the game? Is it time to give this game, you know, another shot? And that's that's been kind of the question that we've been discussing this morning. We kind of got on the subject of, do we allow games a second chance? Do we allow games to have that redemption arc? And I have been in full support of that. We've hit 81 members on the day. The alley-oop earlier from Graydon is still hanging there. The big boys have been dropping 20 bombs. You guys are about 250 members away from 5,000 members, which is crazy if you hit that. That'll be a nice goal. I'll have to dress up as Jar Jar Binks, which I don't want to do. I'm already having to shave my beard in July because you guys hit the big, big goal of 4,000. My thoughts on Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay is that it is pretty much, I think, a mediocre game. I've never been that impressed with it. I've always felt like the gunplay was extremely subpar, doesn't feel like a very good shooter. The RPG elements and the skill tree elements were not good. They're addressing that in Phantom Liberty, so we'll see if that's an improvement enough for me along with how shooting feels i've always felt like the dialogue was poorly written slow and plotting i feel like certain elements of the game were written by a 13 year old that is trying to channel quentin tarantino 
you know, making Keanu Reeves swear a lot just isn't my idea of cool writing. Uh, it just has that feel sometimes, like they're trying to be cool and edgy, and I don't think it comes across as good writing. Uh, as an example of good writing, I would look at, you know, Hellblade. I think uh, Ghost of Tsushima has good writing. I think Final Fantasy sixteen has good writing. I think those are games that exemplify better writing uh, than I saw in Cyberpunk. So I've always felt that the game was uh, was pretty subpar. Now, somebody else complimented me on my shirt. You guys keep complimenting me on my shirt. Thank you so much. This is another one from Into the AM. They're doing a sale from the 22nd, which was yesterday, all the way to the 25th. Uh, some of their select graphic tees are 80% off. You can stack my code on top of that. I get a 10% off code, uh, Lono. Use code Lono. <clears throat> or you can go to intotheam.com slash Lono. So thanks for all the compliments on my shirt. All right, 30's ready for me. We'll set the scene up in just a minute. Everyone get to upgrade, even if they don't buy the DLC. Uh, Yes, I need to make mention of that. You do not have to buy Phantom Liberty. You can boot this game up on September the 26th if you already own it, if it's on Game Pass, whatever. If your friend has a copy, you can boot this game up on September the 26th, and you will get all of the changes. The changes to the skill tree sound great. They're moving away from percentages and stat buffs and passive buffs to class abilities. Uh, car combat's been added and improved um, since that wasn't in the game. Uh, they've revamped the entire notoriety and police system. They've done a lot of things, and we are we are going to be testing it out, obviously, when it comes out. And you do not have to buy Phantom Liberty to test all those things. So... That's good. That's really, really good. Bethesda will operate semi-independently under Microsoft, says Phil Spencer, except Phil telling them to cancel all the PS5 games. <laughs> Herman Holst. Bungie will operate independently from worldwide from worldwide studios. Bungie's next game is on Xbox. For those of you that were wanting me to cover the FTC situation, I am not covering it because it's ongoing, and I just felt like it would have been too easy to say a bunch of stuff this morning or speculate a bunch of stuff this morning that gets completely undone, reframed, or reshaped in the next 24 hours. So I might do a part one next week and be like, here's everything we know so far, and then have to do a part two as that thing is ongoing. Um, I don't think anybody's winning anything right now. I think it's kind of reminding me of when Apollo Creed and so you know, and Rocky were hitting each other. It's like everybody's landing punches. Or is everybody going to fall over when this is all over? Uh, I don't think any side is 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 winning. I think both sides are landing some pretty good hits. I think there's been some. I think both both sides have some things that are like, ooh, <laughs> ooh that doesn't look too good. You know, you got Jim Ryan saying what he said. You got these emails coming out from Xbox. It's like uh, nobody's looking too good right now. So it's hard to get a read. The case resumes 27th through the 29th. There are people taking the stand today. What do you mean? There's stuff happening today. Any thoughts on uh, Jake Lucky's interview? It sounds like they actually have a good person in charge over there. Maybe they'll make some changes and they'll correct some wrongs, Dwayne. I actually think that. Like, if you guys didn't see, Jake Lucky did an interview with Dan Clancy, the CEO of Twitch. And it sounds like he's actually committed to righting wrongs and fixing things, which is interesting. I never really got that vibe from the last guy, um, so I I would well I would welcome that. I would I would welcome them doing the right thing and fixing a lot of their past mistakes. 
so we'll see if it's all talk uh we'll see because i don't know he came across as somebody who might actually be able to fix things over there you know I, i don't know i don't hold a lot of hope i don't hold a lot of hope for that but it's nice to see a, a glimmer of a possibility of a platform doing the right thing after a litany of mistakes for the last couple of years. <clears throat> I'm listening. They just started 1130 East and immediately closed off the hearing because they were talking financials. Oh, they closed it off. Yeah, they get into some stuff that we can't hear as the public. Sure, sure, sure. So Asmongold react to that vid. What did Zach think? What did Asmongold think? Um, I'm gonna open up Discord and start getting things ready here to do uh, to do the show with Mike. You don't believe him? I mean, Prozy, it's hard to believe anybody these days because I feel like people in these situations are, um, you know, there. It's really, it's really, really easy for them to, you know, it's just, it's just easy to blow smoke. You know, it's easy to say the things that sound good. Um, you know, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. So. You know, I've, I've, <laughs> my, my phone's ready, brother. You know, my phone's ready. You want to give me a call? You know, my, my phone's ready. My DMs are open. You guys want to start rectifying things, you know, past mistakes and the like. You go for it. Go for it. Um, we'll see. We'll see. In this, in this day and age, talk is cheap. It's really, really easy uh, for people in those positions to, blow you know to say really nice things and and to and to look really nice and then you know when the rubber meets the road you know when the rubber meets the road nothing happens right william lewis coming in with a gifted membership thank you so much for doing that taking us to 82 members on the day still within reach of a 20 bomb casting us over 100 and being the go-ahead goal and the agent of chaos thank you so much william lewis He says, if you're a gamer and you care about the hearings, reevaluate. Lono has to talk about it. You don't. You know what's funny, Broken Lobo? I didn't pay much attention to it yesterday. I was playing Final Fantasy 16, and then I went on a date with my wife. And I got home. I had people on Twitter being like, oh, man, I need you to make all this make sense to me in the AM. And I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that. My feet are propped, and I'm watching Star Trek, and I'm going to bed. I'm not doing that, brother. <laughs> you think I'm going to comb through all these freaking Twitter feeds and and speculations and Twitter fights? You're freaking drunk if you think I'm doing that, bro. <laughs> if you think I'm doing that, I am not, man. I had a good Thursday. I wasn't about to be doing all that BS. <laughs> oh, man. That's the truth, truth. That's the truth, truth. I don't care about all that. I, I, you know, talk to me when something happens, when there's an actual decision, and everybody's acting like their side's winning. Shut up. You don't know anything. <laughs> you don't know. You know. You, <laughs> you don't know anything. Everybody's talking about. Oh, she cooking. She's cooking them. What are you talking about? Half her answers were like single per single syllable answers. Like, oh, she's cooking them up. <laughs> okay, if that's cooking. Then, uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right, here we go. All right, hang on, hang on. Do, 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 do. Okay, let's set that to that. 
It's so terrible, lawyer aneurysm. I can't imagine being a lawyer and having to watch all the commentary on Twitter. I think so-and-so made a really good point. I really think the cold case should be shut down. I, I really think they just won. Shh, what, what, they just introduced everybody by name. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like, right? They're like, they mention someone's name. They're like, all right, today we've got Phil Spencer. Oh, yeah, we're cooking. Yep, FTC's going down. And Phil Spencer's like, good to be here. And the PlayStation guys are like, oh, Phil, shook. Phil shook. He's shook right now. Phil don't know what to say. It's like, everybody shut up. This thing just started. Ain't nobody winning. <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh, he, they're cooking. Cooking what? What are they cooking? What's going on? What's up, Mike? Uh, oh, this song's terrible. Hang on, I gotta switch this song. Not like an alarm was going off. Okay, I gotta get this scene set. There we go. Let's just put Mike up in the center. That's perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Close up of the face, the beard. Mike says he doesn't want to be on the show anymore if I don't put him up in the center like that. <laughs> yeah. He's got my, all my beard. My, my beard's pretty long now, so yeah, uh, yeah. Your mic usually hides it. Yeah, it's covering. It's covering my neck now. Yeah. You're a true neck. You're a true neck beard, not I'm a, a wannabe. neck beard. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you're not a wannabe. I have okay. goals. All right, hang on a second. There's got to be. Oh yeah, here we go. Cap card one. Let me bring that. I guess I could bring that behind us. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, I got to go over here to grab the video. And then I'm going to have to screen share with you. Oh, frick. So that way you can... Uh... All right. And guys, you're going to want to stick around for this. There's even one spot in the interview where I, I'm i still not sure what Todd Howard means. Creature, creature asked me to watch it last night. And he's like, did you hear that? I was like, I sure did. I was like, what is it? Why did he say that? Oh, are you talking about the... No, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming Creature's bringing it up because I was talking about it last night. Is that the thing? I don't know. Creature will have to confirm if that's what you were talking about. Okay, and then I got to grab you, crop you down like so, and then I got to crop myself down like so. All right, guys, currently... Hang on, I'm a little too tall. I don't get to say that often. Okay. Uh, where are we on the sub goal? Alright, I'm gonna leave this sub goal thing down in the corner kind of small, because I, I always pay these up in the next stream. So you're 18 away from me owing you uh, a nice big fat 20 bomb. Now I gotta do a screen share with Mike. Hang on, let me switch scenes. I don't know what's gonna pop up when I do this. Uh, okay. That's sandwich physics. <laughs> yeah. You collect all the sandwiches. You can collect all the sandwiches. Okay. What? There we go. Can you see it? Mike? You talking to me? Yes. Like like the screen? Yeah, I can see it. 
Okay. Oh, you're talking about what? Hold on, watch stream. You're talking about inside Discord. Yeah, you need to be able to hear this. Yes, yes, I I, I can see it. All right, can you hear it? A big one that Xbox yes. has been perfect. Chat, chat, we're ready. We're actually ready. That wasn't too hard. And I'm gonna. I usually turn the video controls off, but I actually think this will work. You guys will be able to see the timestamp of where we are in the interview, um, as well as what they're going to be talking about. So we're going to watch just the sections. Um, there, it starts with accessibility. You can see here all the timestamps. We're going to start here with accessibility, and then we're going to move all the way down here to outposts. After that, we're 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 going to be done. I, there, that's that's the the crux of uh, of the in. So that's where we're going to land. That's going to drive me crazy with their shot up there like that. Watch this. I'm going to drag this just a touch. We're going to we're going to give you guys 16 times the detail of, of this interview. I just I lined up their triangle at the top with my joystick with the joystick. That looks good. That's good. Hang on. There we go. Perfect. Give me just a second, guys. I'll give you guys the link. Guys, if you haven't smashed the like button yet on this video, make sure and do that. And uh, we're going to be heading over to a new video. When we head over to this new video, I need you to smash like again. Because it will be a second stream. Uh, it's going to be us reacting to this interview. We uh, we like to cover Starfield on a pretty regular basis. And this is going to be a good opportunity to get some new info from Mr. Todd Howard. have a link for you guys in just a moment. I was switching the thumbnail on the Cyberpunk stream. <clears throat> I'll also be sending out a tweet. Make sure everybody knows. Hey, Lon, do you know if you can switch? Like, when you're looking at the Discord, can you switch the windows around? Or no, they're stuck where they are. Stuck where they are. Okay. It's always annoying doing a podcast, not being able to, like, dictate where they land. Because then I have to recrop. Like, when people come in in different order... Yeah. I just realized, like, I'm a lot smaller than you. I'm going to make myself a teeny bit bigger. A little awkward. I was, like, looking like a... There we go. Okay. Um... Okay. Oops, not the right image. Lono's always smaller than 30. I actually Back. think we're about the same. How t- Are you taller than me? I'm six feet. Oh, okay, you are. I don't know why I thought we were like close to the same height. Guess not. I have a picture of us together to prove it. 
It's true. It's true. He does. <laughs> it's on his desk. It's on his desk. Yeah. Proud moment. All right. I'm going to give you guys a link in the chat. You guys can head over to the show. I will also redirect you. If redirecting doesn't work, you can use that link. You can also just go refresh my channel and it will be the uh, the featured video on the channel. So there's a variety of ways to get to the next show if redirect decides to fail. So if you are lurking right now, you're going to want to come with us and the redirects they're hit and miss, okay? Thanks so much for checking out. Another week sitting down with my good friend 30 and still gaming, and this week a little different format. Usually we take a discussion or a debate topic and debate it and discuss it with the audience. We're going to be doing that, but we're going to be reacting to the kind of funny interview with Todd Howard, answering your questions about Starfield. We're going to start at about the 10 and a half minute mark once they actually get into the discussion and the meat of it, and we're going to go through each section and give us our thoughts so thank you guys so so much for being here if you enjoy this type of content make sure you hit that like button it helps the video and hit subscribe so you don't miss my talk shows throughout the week 30 thanks for being here appreciate you so so much yeah man love being here gonna end the previous stream we were talking about cyberpunk phantom liberty and whether